Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Corey Pennypacker, and this is episode 15. Many people ask us at Bible to School, where do you even start when teaching the Bible to children? And we say, How about in the very beginning? Today, our guest, Laura Malie, an experienced mom and Bible to school teacher, shares about her favorite Bible to school lesson in Genesis. This simple lesson has a unique hands-on activity to share the story of creation, to Adam and Eve's sin, to God's promise to Noah. And finally, it answers the question, who can save you from your sins? Check out our show page at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com for resources just for you. Let's join our conversation with Laura right now. Well, welcome, Laura Malie. We are so glad to have you on our podcast today. You are a Bible to School leader in the western part of Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh, and I have visited your classes, and they are wonderful. Just lots of kids bubbling around and adults like speaking into them. I asked you to come share today because you have a favorite Bible lesson, and you're going to give us some ideas on how to share it with the children that we know uh, that, that are around us. But first, Laura, can you tell us about yourself, your family? what you like to do, where you live. Is that enough stuff for me to ask you? Uh, Yes, Corey. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be officially doing my very first ever podcast. So yes, I am from the Johnstown, Pennsylvania area. I was born and raised here my whole life. I am married to my husband, Frank, for nine years. We are high school sweethearts and we live in the Forest Hills district where we both went to school at. And together we have one child, his name is Tanner and he's five years old and he just started kindergarten this year. So this is a big milestone year for us. Ooh, kindergarten. Yes, (laughs) and it's been wonderful thus far. Some things that that my husband and I and Tanner like to do, we were very much outdoor people. So this part of the state, it's country, it's trees, it's all kinds of fun stuff outside. So that's pretty much what we do. We uh, love to ride quads and go snowboarding. We're outdoor people. So that's what we try to focus our, our time on during summer, the winter. Yep. Sounds like fun. My goodness. That is a beautiful part of the state. We're so glad to have you. Can you tell us, Why did you get involved with uh, the Bible to School program and teaching Bible lessons to public school children, Laura? Well, I love how God orchestrated this in my life. After I had my son, uh, I was afforded the opportunity to be able to stay home with him. And I was very grateful for that. I had left a job in the, the medical field and I was content doing that. And then as time went on, God began prompting me. So I began to pray. I knew that there was more out there for me in addition to raising my son, which I knew I was, I was going to do still at home. So I began to pray a prayer and it was, it was a simple prayer. God, what else do you have for me? 
And I wanted it right away, Corey. You know, of course, we want things uh, right when we pray for them. We want them. But God, <laughs> in this moment, he said, wait. Oh, so it yeah. Wasn't a, right? It wasn't an immediate yes. And that was about a three-year-long wait, right? So three years of praying, God, what do you have for me? Do I go back to work? Do I go back to school? And there were many times where I could have just made a decision. But the Holy Spirit speaks through me and tells me very clearly when to go and when to not. And I knew not to just go do anything I wanted. So it was through uh, Jocelyn Robat that uh, her and I were friends. We went to our local MOPS meetings together. We went to church together. And I knew she was involved in Bible to school. She had reached out to me prior and it just wasn't the right time. So the right time happened. Right after a church service, we began talking about it. I think I went to her house like the next day. We sat at her kitchen table and we just talked about Bible to school and she told me all about it. And that began the journey. That was the answer to prayer. God had been pruning me and molding me and shaping me and preparing me for this because he knew three or four years prior, it wasn't the time. And that is where it started at. And I, yes, this is year three for me. So that's, that's really how I got involved in it. And I, I love it. So as you're teaching the children, just in a general sense here, when you, you look in the eyes of the children, Laura, that you teach in the Pittsburgh area, you teach in the word of God. It, I mean, what do you see? Is there a spiritual hunger out there? There is 100%. I see because I run both, I run two schools and we have a lot of children that come to both of our programs and a lot of them are unchurched. But overall, I see every child in both of our programs is facing something, whether it be small or very big, there's always something. And a lot of them are not uh, believers or they don't go to church or they don't have the opportunity to go to church because somebody, they don't have a family member to take them. So you see the little children, you're standing up there, you're teaching a lesson and you see the thirst and the hunger in their eyes. You see them being just filled like sponges. Maybe it's something they've never heard and it's the first time mm. hearing it and you could see the light bulbs and things clicking in their minds. And we know that we're making an impact and, and we're feeding their minds with the right information, not the worldly information, but the right information, the truth that will stay with them. Mm. Wow. That's great. Well, speaking of truth, you have a favorite Bible lesson to share with our listeners today. We have moms, dads, grandparents, aunts and uncles, Sunday school teachers. What is your favorite lesson and, and how do you teach it? So this was tough because out of three grades and so many lessons, I had to narrow it down, but I loved the Noah lesson and it is out of our Old Testament curriculum book. The reason that I love this lesson is because I work really well with visual aids or experiments. That's how I've always been a learner. So this lesson, there's not only a craft that the kids start doing, it's also visual for them that they can see something tangible in front of them. And it's also, it builds on itself, which I love lessons that then compound and build on themselves. So we start out with creation at the beginning and they do this beautiful picture and they create something just as God created the world in his image. And it was beautiful and it was wonderful. So we encourage the children to create something that they love and that they're proud of and that they created in their own image out of their mind. 
so that's a lesson. Then we add on the next lesson about Adam and Eve and how sin destroyed the world. So we take those beautiful creations the kids made and we black them out. And that represents sin in this world. And it's sad. I know the kids don't like always to paint their beautiful pictures black, but we try to encourage them. Nah. We encourage them. It's going to get they do not. They do not like that. They do yeah. not like that. Yeah, it's, it's a cardstock piece of paper, like a, a little cardstock piece of paper. And then they take crayon and they cut, like you said, they make a beautiful p- picture and they cover every part of that little cardstock card. And they it's, it's all with crayon. So it's all waxy. And then you like you said, we take paint, flat paint, black paint, and you paint over it and they were all get all upset, but we say, trust us, sin destroyed the world. And this is what happened. But next week, wait till next week. So tell us about next week and Noah. Yes. So next week and Noah. So that is such a fun lesson because I recall teaching this lesson last year and I, I loved being able to teach this. So here I am. Here's the setting. I'm, I'm explaining to the children how Last week, we learned that making bad choices or disobeying God is called sin. And how can, how can we be saved from our sins? So I read a scripture out of Romans chapter 3, verse 23, saying, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That includes all of you, all of us. We have all sinned and we don't measure up, right? So what I do is I have this white piece of cloth and I start asking the children, tell me what is sin? Give me examples of sin. And I recall they were, you know, yelling out, um, being mean to your brother or sister or not listening to your parents or uh, stealing or lying. And then it shifted and the kids started saying things that were a little bit deeper, right? They were saying things like murder, um, really bad one. So I was writing all of these down. I couldn't write them down fast enough, Corey. They were just yelling them out so fast. And I I held them up and I said, this is what sin is. It's all of the bad choices that we make or when we disobey God. But what can God do about these sins? So I have this bowl of water and I dip the fabric down into the bowl of water. Well, wait a minute. So you wrote on the actual fabric that I'm hearing you say, the, yes. the, you wrote on the sins and you wrote the names of the sins down on the fabric with, with what? Yes. Yeah, so it's with a marker, but it has a, has some special power, this marker. So I wrote all of these down with a marker <laughs> and then I dip it in a bowl of water, just plain water. And the kids thought I added something special to it, which I did not. It was just water. And I lifted the, the towel up and it was all gone. It was, it was wiped clean. It was looked brand new. You should have heard the gas. Wow. The kids, they didn't believe it. They weren't expecting that. And I went on to say that this is how Jesus washes us from our sins. He forgives us of our sins when we ask him to. Wow. How visual. That, that really must really impact them because they're not expecting that water, to, you know, to, to all those sins to be washed away like that right before their eyes. That's really cool. Yes. And, you know, the story of Noah, we do read this story with the children about how God saved Noah and, and destroyed the rest of the world. But he, you know, God provided a way to save Noah and that he has provided a way for us to be saved from our sins by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. Wow. So you can, you connect Old Testament and New Testament in this in this activity. So 
Tell me how, what, what do you do with the black piece of paper then? So the black piece of paper, yes. So we take this beautiful creation, we turn it black, and then what we do is we have a craft where the kids take an arc stencil, the arc that Noah built, and we have them trace it. And they make a beautiful rainbow and create another beautiful picture. And it's colorful now. It's back to its vibrant self. And the kids get to take this home and they can draw animals on it. And they're very happy now that their creation has turned into something beautiful and they love it. So it's this old fashioned etch-a-sketch, basically. There's there's crayon behind it. There's black flat paint. And then you have the stencil of Noah's Ark and they're stenciling it out. And they're not knowing that this is going to happen. You know, this is brand new to them. We've seen we might have seen it before, but they haven't. It's all new. And I've seen your classes. You can tell the, the whole story of of Noah while they're doing this hand, you know, with their hands working with this stencil. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Why are we talking about Jesus at Easter? For some children, the mention of Easter brings to mind egg hunts, bunnies, and candy. So when we have the opportunity at Bible to School to introduce kids to Jesus and what Christians are really celebrating at Easter, we realize the tremendous impact an Easter lesson can have on that child's life. Similar to how you can share about Jesus in the Noah lesson, you can share about the gospel message in the context of Jesus' death and resurrection and see hearts transformed. Don't miss out on talking about Jesus' gift of salvation when kids ask great questions like this one. Have you seen this where kids are actually listening even though they're they're doing a stencil or even though they're, you know, doing doing other things with their hands. Is that not right, Laura? Oh, they absolutely. I I can attest to this with even my my son. You might not think that they're listening, but if you ask them, they know. So kids have this amazing ability to be able to multitask and do something but hear what you're saying at the same time and they get it. After three lessons of this compounding, they get this lesson and they see it and it's visual to them. And then our children, they take them home. And I know they explain this to their family or their parents. That's right. When you have something visual like that, you can show everybody. You can put it on the, on the refrigerator and show everybody and talk about it. We're sending this gospel out and you're sending it to the whole family, basically. Do this incredible experiment with and talk to them about the sins and put put it on a so I think this is fabric. This is a fabric magic marker. Is that right? That get that's soluble and can be yes. when you put it in water, it's the magic that happens and all the sins are washed away. Very cool. Very cool. Easy to get on, in the stores. So we we recommend that for a great visual. But how do you wrap up this lesson? You've talked about sin, you've talked about Jesus, you've talked about uh, Noah and how sin destroyed the world and how God gave a promise to Noah to save the world. And he did. But how do you, you, you bring it back to Jesus? How do you do that, Laura? How do you do that in this lesson? Right. So it's, it's so important not to just leave them with that, that, that sin entered the world and, and then what's next. So we do this amazing thing in our small group time which is the best time to have that small, intimate connection with the kids is we give them what is called a CBA cross. And it's a little square laminated piece of paper, but it unfolds into this amazing cross that explains what the elements of salvation are. So it has a C and then they lift the flap over. There's a B and then an A. 
and it stands for confess, believe, and ask. So we go through this with the kids and we say, what is confession? It's, or what is the C? And it's for confessing to Jesus that we have sinned and we've made some bad choices in our lives. Then the B stands for that we believe that Jesus died on the cross for those sins. And then the A ends with that we ask Jesus to come into our life forever and to save us so that we can spend eternity with him. And this may be the first time that these children have ever heard this. They might have been taught younger that, you know, you you must do good works to get into heaven or things like that. But this is it. The children hear this for the first time. We give them this cross. They take it home. And I can tell you they've done amazing things with this by sharing it with family members or giving it to friends on the bus. It's been an amazing tool. Well, that's wonderful, Laura. I I love how you have such tangible things that children are able to talk through the gospel with them. And that CBAs is a wonderful idea. You can you can use that at home. But you have some God stories to share. I know because you work with lots of children. So I know you have lots of God stories as you're as you're sharing these things. So tell me about some God stories that you have, Laura, that you want to share with our listeners. Yes. Well, God stories are this amazing thing that if I don't have the opportunity to be at every class or every small group, I get to hear about these after. So we ask our volunteers to write down what a God story is. And that is any encounter that is just uh, a wonderful experience that they had with the child or they overhear something or they witness something. So I love collecting these after class each week. But one in particular that stands out with me is there was a little boy and it was a, a CBA lesson with the cross. And it was about God forgiving us and living inside of our heart. And this little boy said, I think I am the richest kid because Jesus lives in my heart and grants my wishes every time. How exciting is that? This is a this is the second who is seeing the CBA cross and this is the first thing he thought of that I'm the richest kid. Wow, rich because Jesus loves us not because of Aww. the things we have or you know whatever. That was very special and then also When we are praying this prayer with the children, they're intently bowing their heads and praying this prayer. And it is so special to watch that and see that. And some of them are making that decision for the first time. Wow. That is a great God story. I love that because we all are rich. We all are rich because Jesus died for our sins and he saved us for our sins. That's the think about it question we have from this Noah Bible story is who can save us from our sins? And and we know it's it's only Jesus, only Jesus. And I love how you weaved all that in there and you had all that hands-on active activities there with the, with them, with the children. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I know you had something about a one little girl and her lunchbox and, and something really caught you. And I thought you wanted to share with us before we get going. Yeah. So a little girl, every week that she would come to class, she always packed her lunch. And I noticed that she had notes in her lunchbox. Now, my mom used to do this for me when I was little. So I was intrigued. I didn't know that 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 was still a thing. So I I went over to her and I wanted to see what was written on them. And this happened every single week at Bible to School, but she had a post-it note from her parents and one from her grandfather. Wow. And these notes were the most positive 
uplifting thing that I've, I've really ever read in a child's lunchbox. And it always said every week that I hope you learn a lot at Bible to school. Mommy and daddy love you so much. Have, have a great day. They were happy that she was participating in Bible to school. And this was every week. And I can say that I, I ran into this little girl not too long ago um, at a local restaurant and she remembered me right away. And she said, I am so excited to be in Bible to school again this year. And that was so encouraging to me, especially to, to see that her parents are, are reinforcing things at home with her. And this little girl is, is going out into the community. And I know she tells people about Bible to school. Wow. And tell it tells people about Jesus. I mean, this is what it's about. It's it's you can tell the children. And this is what we're talking about today, Laura. And you are telling the kids about Jesus. We're encouraging our listeners to do so. And I hope this I know this lesson has helped a lot of people already. So would you mind ending us in prayer for all those who want to share Bible stories like Noah and like the salvation message uh, with the kids around them and their circle of influence, Laura? Would you would you end us in prayer? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Corey. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and thank you. Thank you for not only Bible to school, but thank you for the opportunity that we get to go in and tell the children about you. That is the most important commission is to tell others about you. And uh, you've given us this opportunity to have all all these children in public school come and are thirsty for this program. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, that it doesn't have to end, that there is a hope and there is a future for us and that we can spend it in eternity with you in the most perfect, beautiful setting. Thank you and we love you. In your son's name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Laura. It was lovely spending time with you and thank you for teaching the children about Jesus because we know you can tell the children. Thank you. Thank you, Corey. Are you inspired to get out the crayons and the paint and talk about God's salvation like me this week? Go ahead and try it with the kids in your circle of influence. Did you enjoy this episode? We'd love for you to share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you can get an automatic download every week. Would you be willing to help us organically grow by leaving a review for us on Apple Podcasts? Or if you're interested in exploring bringing a Bible to school class to your public school, feel free to contact us through our website at bibletoschool.com. All of us in our spiritual core have a desire to know our creator and to be known by him. Our children are no different. Next time, we'll be hearing from New York Times bestselling author, Mo Isom Aiken, about her new book, Fully Known, an invitation to true intimacy with God. You won't wanna miss our conversation you will be blessed. And thanks for being with us today. And remember, you can tell the children about Jesus's amazing love. It will change their life forever. See you next time.